0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of fanspodcast.com. Well as the name suggests, uh, I'm the effort here really is to try to get as many fans uh, on the podcast and just hear them out on uh, their passion for the club, what they think about what's going on at the moment with football um, and hopefully keep this going very long since uh, I really enjoy football conversations. So without much ado, uh, let's get straight into it um, and I really hope that you enjoy this and if you'd like to come on as a contributor, uh, as a guest, peace feel free to get in touch with me uh, and I'll set it up. Thank you and I hope you really like it. So one of the people that i have fought with the most uh, over the last 20 years is definitely anuj uh, he is a diehard manchester united fan uh, and we and i am an arsenal fan and this is what uh, you know keeps us going i think almost every week we disagree with each other about which club is, is the is the better one uh, and so i thought uh, it'll be a nice idea to probably have these conversations in a more structured way and try to understand uh, how uh, anuj became a fan and then probably take more conversations about what's going on currently and how he feels about other clubs And especially Arsenal So uh, Anuj, welcome uh, to the podcast uh, Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself And how you became a United fan?
1: Thanks man thanks for having me on the podcast uh, You know, May rightly pointed out that you know We've known each other for quite a long time now Perhaps 20 years plus uh, We've grown up literally playing uh, all kinds of sports Be it cricket, be it football Be it tennis, be it badminton uh, both of us have actually grown uh, in the same complex where we had uh, a lot of people coming in together perhaps during the evening and playing a bit of sport here and there. Uh, football was obviously one of the sports that would generally be played throughout the course of the year. Uh, whether it was rainy, whether it was dark, you know, that's one sport that didn't need too many people One second, it was a lot easier on the logistics front as well. So we used to play a lot of football. Uh, You know, as youngsters, uh, you know, as Mayank was asking how I became a Manu fan. As youngsters, you know, you generally look up to individuals and, you know, personalities uh, which tend to make you, uh, you know, either follow a particular club or follow a particular team. In my case, uh, it happened as a result of David Beckham. Uh, Long back, you know, football was never telecasted in uh, India. I'm talking about the early 90s, the mid 90s. Uh, it was only the European Championship or the World Cup, which would perhaps be you know on uh, Indian television, and we didn't have internet, we did not have you know social media, we did not have OTT etc. at that point of time. So David Beckham obviously was a personality who was uh, followed. He was all over the press, all over the newspapers, magazines etc. And I still remember feebly you know uh, when EPL started to be telecasted in India, perhaps 2000, 2001. Uh, I was only looking at uh, matches where David Beckham was playing. And you would probably have only those matches being telecasted as well, you know, because he was a popular figure. So that's how I started following up, uh, following Manu, literally. And, you know, as as youngsters ourselves, you know, frankly, I was not very passionate initially. But uh, the fact that United was also winning at that point of time and winning comprehensively helped me, uh, you know, be a little more attached to the club at that point of time. So, Manu happened as a result of David Beckham. And then, you know, even though he moved on, I stuck to the club because of the way they played. And uh, I'm still a Manu fan, 20 years going on. Right.
0: So, um, Anuj, I, I understand how you became a fan. But I think the landscape has changed a lot since then. Uh, like you rightly pointed out, United was winning a lot. Uh, and I think Arsenal was sort of in lockstep till about 2002-2003. Uh, and then United continued winning, right? And now Uh, until about 2012 uh, when Sir Alex suddenly resigned Um, and then since then uh, what do you think has happened in the last six seven years to United and how can you compare them to the last let's say to the United of old when you started supporting them
1: yeah so you're right mank I think uh, six seven years will perhaps be too short a time span but I'd probably like to talk about uh, 10 odd years or 12 odd years I think the game has changed phenomenally. Uh, there's a lot more
0: money which is now, you know, uh, being put into but the game. But I want to, yeah, we are, but can I interrupt you? Sorry, yeah. but I, I see why I say seven, eight years, because of course, if you look at a 10-year period, then also includes Sir Alex's last two seasons. Yeah. And so my point is, I'm I'm trying to signify or talk about the time since he has left.
1: Yeah, yeah I, w- I, w- I, I, I yes, you're, you're right. I will, I will talk about that time as well. Okay. but i think it's important to okay. understand how the game has evolved over the last 10 12 years okay. and you know specifically i'll also okay. talk about the last few years that sir alex also had at the club and he himself had to uh, okay. you know change the way he perhaps was doing business or even going about the game at manu specifically so you know yeah, we'll remember uh, you know roman abramovich coming in with the money that he did and chelsea started pumping in a lot of money then you had you know uh, the shakes at city they started pumping in a lot of money even though they were not winning enough at that point of time. But then you were seeing that the club was transforming. Suddenly, City also came on the map, uh, which led to, uh, you know, uh, United also uh, pumping in some bit of money. Uh, Glazers came in, they bought the club, money was being pumped in, you know, and we started probably buying players at a much higher price and uh, trying to compete in the market. Ferguson had his own ways, So, you know, somewhere we had a monopoly of still being able to recruit Uh, people uh, outside England uh, at a price because we were still winning. United has undergone a massive change, obviously, since Ferguson has left. I think one of the biggest changes that has happened is that uh, we started looking very short term. Uh, We look at uh, trophies coming in, there's been a bit of a dry spell. You know, we haven't won EPL since seven years. I still think we are a little away. Uh, But, you know, we've hired coaches uh, for a period of one, one and a half years, two years. And looked at very short-term targets. Uh, that's that's one view. Second, I think the the way the we the way United used to play uh, was very expensive uh, during you know Ferguson's era, or even if I go an era prior to that. And we would normally play a four-four-two with you know two wingers. Uh, we've had Beckham, we've had Scholes, we've had Giggs, then we had Ronaldo. So, generally, United would play from the wings and, you know, you'll give in crosses to your center forwards, whether it was Andy Cole, whether it was uh, Van Nistelrooy. So, you had focal points there, you know. We, we did so well because of the fact that we had a, a great uh, left winger in Giggs, Ronaldo, a great right winger in Beckham, who were just crossing the balls in all along. And uh, that led to a lot of teams being stretched. We don't play that fashion anymore. It's a lot more skillful. Uh, The game has improved to the extent that the game is very fast now. I think that is something that all of us will acknowledge and agree to. Uh, Another thing that has changed is uh, which I am now seeing on the brighter side with, uh, you know, only coming on board is is getting on a lot of people from the academy, which was not the case. Uh, There's still a lot of improvement that is required. At the back office at United, you know, there not too many people from the football per se, mm. uh, you know, knowledge or thought process. Uh, clearly, Ed Woodward mm. is, is a joke in himself, but, you know, directionally, I think that uh, we are doing a lot better this year. And hopefully, I think mm. he'll get us back to how United used to play. Uh, and that's where mm. we are today.
0: Okay, so you, you think then That the way that United play that That is instrumental to future success So you think that uh, I mean, so I'm trying to understand Because I, I know what you're talking about There was a time when we could play or the, in, in the EPL they would play 4-4-2 And that was, at one point Arsene Wenger said the best utilisation of the pitch As well uh, But now, of course, things are different Like you say, it's very fast I, I, I think now it's more about playing from the back Having the control And also winning the first and second ball so I think that has changed But I think what you are trying to say overall is that uh, You would much rather that United played uh, in a more attacking way Yeah, that's yes, true um, do, yeah, so do you think that uh, United has become more attacking with Ole Compared to uh, the previous couple of coaches? See, I think uh, playing from the back
1: is something which has come very new to APL yeah? I think it's, it's something that uh, Pep has brought in And it's perhaps uh, something which has happened over the last 2-3 years Never used to exist but so the fact that that uh, uh, that has purely changed the way we play the game now in EPL is one. It's a lot faster, as rightly you know you mentioned as well. Second, you know you have uh, the ten players other than the goalkeeper, everybody pushing forward now. Yeah, you look back to the the time uh, under Ferguson, you know you always had a stationary Nemanja Vidić or a stationary Rio Ferdinand, pretty much centered around in and around their box. Whereas you know today you have uh, a beater David Luiz. Or you look at a Laporte, or you look at a, a you know Virgil Van Dyke. They are the ones who are you know crossing the ball to the uh, forwards or the you know uh, uh, midfielders who play right up top. So the defenders have also started getting a lot more involved in you know the offensive play, so as to say. Never used to happen earlier. And United, when they did well, they had all these centre backs who were predominantly purely centre backs. You know you look at a uh, Gary Callister or you look at a Steve Bruce you know all of them hmm. were pure pure center backs you know just targ- just targeting the center forward and of course right. uh, that is something that we need to adapt to as well and i'm hoping that you know ole will be able to do that you know the, with with harry there we're still looking at a new hmm. center back because i don't think lindelof is that skilled hmm. to be able to handle you know uh, the likes of uh, Mo Salah or aguero so it's going to be tough but right. that's that's where we're going but uh very happy with you know uh, uh, at least the academy players that have come in be it, uh, be it a Peter right. Rashford or be it a Brandon Williams or be it a McTominay they, so they are good mm. youngsters and it's important because that's that's mm. one uh, one thing that we've always done at united be it a class of 92 or whosoever has come in from the academy has been good and right. for uh, i think to maintain continuity at the club it's very important that these people continue to get their chances when they deserve
0: Hmm. So, so if you if you look at what's happened in the last let's say two or three years right so uh, I mean my reading of the situation is that like you said uh, you are not a big fan of Ed Woodward as well uh, and and the way that he's operated I think has been a bit haphazard yeah. uh, he's got different people at different times yeah. uh, and now you've got this manager I'm trying to understand Like today is a, is a very important day for you Because uh, if you beat Leicester today Then you make it to the Champions League yeah. But I want to try to understand what, Why you want to return to the Champions League Because And I want to ask you Do you think you're competitive enough That you can challenge for it Or you just want to be in it Because you want to attract the right players Or you want to be in it Because you want to play the best teams Why is it so important for you To get into the Champions League see uh, 2 3 years you're talking about 2 3 years so i
1: i only stick to you know morinho's era and now what's Car is trying to do if you look at when Mourinho came in he was only looking at uh, short term goals in tr- in terms of trying to win championships for united because the fans were demanding so i think the owners were demanding so and so was you know the uh, uh, the owner here uh, from be it the Glazers or be it world so the kind of people we signed at that point of time, towards the fag end of their careers as well. You know, you look at an Ibrahimovic as a as a as a nine, a great, I think, a great buy, but you know, buy which is obviously short term. Uh, right. Why do we need to? Why do we need to get back to the Champions League? I think more importantly, because uh, to be able to one compete in an, in, in the EPL it's very important to have a mix of uh, people, both from the academy as well as. You know, be able to recruit the right talent. I think there is uh, enough and more uh, that can be discussed and said in terms of the gap that we have with regards to the talent that you know City has, or let's say a Liverpool does. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure what Pep is going to do this year in the market. He's going to go and completely reshape his back four uh, because right. I think that's been a big letdown for City this year. He's going to go, and he's done that in the mm. past as well. I think when he came in, he got his own back four. Didn't work, including the goalkeeper, with Claudio Bravo, didn't work, next right. year he went ahead and bought Edison and the entire back four when he got Laporte and he got Stones right. and so on and so forth. He's not happy with Stones, he's gonna chuck him out for sure and he will definitely get a new center back. So, okay. you know,
0: but what about like what is the connection to the to like uh my question yeah so why it, do you want to pay see, the Champions League? Uh,
1: I think why do we need to pay Champions League uh clearly I think uh as as a, as a football club right uh, we <laughs> always Want to continue to be at the top as far as you know being recognized as a brand in itself, and for that to happen, it's important that we continue to compete in the most prestigious of tournaments that exist uh, globally. And Champions League is definitely mm-hmm. a championship uh, which every European club aims to uh, not only participate but also win. Uh, Right. Clearly, you know, as I mentioned in terms of the gap, in terms of the talent of people that we have, it's very important to be able to qualify for the Champions League so as to be able to at least be competitive, not only in the Champions mm. League, but also in the EPS. You know, I've, I've been reading reports of a lot of uh, promising youngsters uh, from England itself who are looking at joining United only if they qualify for the Champions League. If you don't do that, I mm. think it sets us back again by a year or two to again, you know, go reshape. Right. And come back. So you know we've been in and out of the Champions League ever since Ferguson left. I think we had one year with Van Gaal. We had two, I think, with Mourinho. Mm. Uh, one, obviously, with David Moyes as well. And mm. one with Zidane. Mm. You know, it's, it's been a, it's it's been something that we've always aimed for and continue to aim for. But are still struggling, I think. Uh, very important to do that. I think uh, uh, to keep the players intact, to keep the the continuity mm. of the team. You know, we have a lot of international players as well becomes very difficult right. to negotiate contracts as well. If, you know they are themselves not mm-hmm. competing. They might be good individually, but it's important that the team on a whole is also able to compete. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at David right. here, Right, he's, he's 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 been a fantastic uh, you know player for us. While he's in the different mm-hmm. form right now, but then you know you mm-hmm. want such people to win uh, trophies while they are at the club. Same happened with Dan Percy. Right, he decided to move from Arsenal to United only to win EPL, which he's never done. So. You know that's how people right. think. That's how you know, talented people will give you only that much amount of time. Fabregas moved from Arsenal mm-hmm. to uh, Chelsea to win. Yeah. Mm. So we have we have so many examples like that. So it's very important that you know we continue to compete, continue to be a part of mm. all kinds of championships that exist, and undoubtedly Champions League is the most prestigious uh, mm. championship as far as you know the football club. That very important yeah
0: Anish, but you know yeah I know but you know the, the, the thing is I don't believe that you have the right guy to be honest like if you uh, look at you know uh, Pep versus Ole of course you know this is not something I need to talk about or I need to signify that this is a big big gap in the quality of the manager and the other thing is I remember like 5-6 years back I said the moment Pep Guardiola went to City, I said you already lost the next 6-8 years, right? And I, I still firmly believe that was true because if you got that guy then he would have actually, you know he would have given you some results, right? And also taking your club in a scalable, ta- tangible way. I think because of the actions of Ed Woodward much before that in, you know, being haphazard in his decision making, no long term, he lost Pep. and. I think when he lost Pep uh, to City, I think he lost the next almost decade. That is my opinion so now. We, we, we uh, so, sorry, mm. so, we, we mm. can't can't really
1: Pep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, whether we lost Pep because of uh, Woodward or whether Pep mm. went there because of his connections with the Sheikhs in Abu Dhabi is, is a different discussion in itself. I always felt that Pep right. was never coming to United, even though Ferguson tried. Mm. Uh, you know, he had a separate mm-hmm. chat with him before he was retiring. He did offer him, but, but then, that he had with Mourinho as well. Yeah, yeah he did. But that he had with yeah, Mourinho yeah. Well. but when he was leaving, just before that he had a chat with Guardiola as well. But perhaps Guardiola was more interested to position yeah, and he had his connections. Coming back on this point on you know Guardiola uh, being there as a manager and so on and so forth. Did any of us think that Liverpool will compete with the team that they had when Club came? So, we knew he will make the team better. But did we ever think that, you know, he will… Uh, you know Completely transition Liverpool in a matter of 5 years To where they are today I think it's, it's, it's He it's, said Yeah you know it's, it's, he it's, it's a mix of It's a mix of uh, You know The owners backing uh, A particular coach as well uh, Was yeah. he good enough? The answer was yes But was he winning Every year in Germany The answer was no So you know You still had a Bayern, yeah. Bayern Munich You still had a but Bayern Munich Dominating the Germany I Munich. don't know But do
0: you remember Yeah, yeah, He won, he won championship one championship With Dortmund I know he won One championship With no, no, Dortmund as no, well. No he did But he also look, That is what he did there But when he came here His first press conference With Liverpool was He sat there And he said uh, In the next Three to four years We, we should one, win At least once He said it I can bring that up And you know He said it Because he just He was experienced he knew what he was doing. He had been in a league where he was, let's say, the underdog. He had fought the uh, this really big Bayern Munich, right? He did that already. And he could stand up. He knew how he d- how to do See, it. So when he came there... So it's, a, it's the same. See, <laughs> I'm not uh, ever debating
1: or denying the fact that clock is, is good, right? Uh, hmm. But I think, uh, did any of us think, at least I'll be honest for myself, did we think that he will be able to challenge Pep? Or will I put my money... On Mourinho winning, uh top uh, you know, winning over Mourinho, the answer would
0: have been no because… But he did, he, he, he did, even in Bayern, when he was in Dortmund, he he could stand up to Pep, like he was not… I mean, of course, overall, he used to lose, Pep won so, yeah. all the three uh, Eventually, yeah. it, it is, there's, you know, it's, it's a one-off championship that he did
1: in Dortmund, mm. similar to what, uh, you know, Diego Simeone had with Atletico Madrid in uh you know la liga but we know where he is today right so he's not competing mm-hmm. year on year it's still the top two which are there it's i think it's a mix of you know what what the club is looking at and it stems from the top rightly said i think uh, right. woodward has been a bit of a mess uh should mm-hmm. he have back mourinho uh initially uh, he did but then he offered a contract to him in the end and then decided not to give mm-hmm. him the signings that he wanted was clearly an indication that uh, you know he's, he's a guy who's confused he's a guy who doesn't understand too much of football. is Solskjaer the right person uh, to get united their identity back i still believe he's the right person i see the club going in the okay. right direction right now i see hmm. you know Solskjaer yeah. pushing towards getting a lot of youngsters in i don't look at i don't see any short-term signings anymore i still see him wanting Jude sancho coming in he's a 21 year old He's still pursuing, you know, with the, his academy players to continue to sign contracts. Greenwood has been a revelation this year, right? He scored, I think, 18 goals now, or 17 or 18 goals right now. The highest that we've ever seen mm-hmm. a teenager score since Wayne Rooney and some of the other ones. So, you know, the team has definitely improved from the uh, from the last two seasons. But are we consistent mm-hmm. enough? Answer is no right now. Are we going in okay. the direction, the right direction? The answer is yes. Another thing that always mm. comes to mind, you know, there is always a question on the manager per se. I don't even think mm. that there are any, any managers out there in the market, you know, we can keep discussing about Pochettino as yeah. well.
0: Right? We can got keep it. discussing Great, about Pochettino
1: all the way, but would I, have, would, would I really want uh, Pochettino to manage my club, make it a good football club, not win anything? The answer would definitely be no. I'd rather win ugly than play mm. expensive and beautiful football and still not win
0: right yeah but i still like yeah you are right you know that so and, and, that's and why you I see, really you're seeing
1: this change right with, with every mm. club now they are going back to uh, you know picking managers who understand the basic mm. genesis of how the club operates and how the club is structured in terms of the way they play football Sure. how the academy mm. is structured you know, the basic you know-how of the club is known. There are three examples that already exist within the EPL of, you know, very well-established football clubs. And I think that's how it's going to go, uh, you know, over the next mm-hmm. couple of years. When Pep goes, I do not see anybody else but Patrick Vieira coming in. When Klopp goes, okay. I do not see anybody else but Gerard coming in. Uh, uh, when Solskjaer goes, I again do not see anybody else but Giggs coming in. So, you I'm seeing all of mm-hmm. that. that. You know, that's the way I'm thinking of mm-hmm. football is evolving. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. you know, uh, people also relate to legends, you know, when people mm-hmm. want to play for certain uh, individuals. It is very important that, yeah, you know, you look up to somebody and are able to relate right. that he, he is a footballing great. Pogba continued to stay because of Solskjaer, because Solskjaer managed him in the under-19s when Pogba was there before he went to Juventus. So all of those right. things help eventually. Hmm. Uh, is he tactically okay. astute? Can he compete with a clock or a guardiola? I've seen glimpses of that happening, right? Tactically, he did Guardiola mm. twice. He's already done with Chelsea right. a couple of times. He almost pulled it with Liverpool as well, but that last goal on the 86th or the 87th minutes when Liverpool equalized. Mm. So things are okay. And they're doing really well against the top teams. There are two things that they right. still grew upon, which I think he should be able to do with the tweaks that he probably, hopefully will get in the transfer market. Mm. And uh, I think uh, we'll be up for at least a bit of an improvement I see us competing
0: for the title in two years time for sure if not next year okay okay well I I think you're right I, I honestly agree with what you're saying about so firstly there isn't there aren't too many good coaches out there I think Pep was the key and that is why I seriously believe that losing him whether because of this reason or that reason or even Klopp for that matter like we knew about Klopp Uh, we played uh, against like Arsenal for example and there always was some mutual respect between Klopp and Wenger but I think uh, Wenger just dragged his feet a bit and he left a little later than he should have and that is why we lost Klopp and that is you know and I think you guys that's my opinion you guys lost uh, Pep Guardiola Manchester United in 2012 was another club by 2015 already you know you could you knew that it was not being run properly from the inside and there was a power struggle and everything and I think Pep had a better understanding with City uh, and I think the mismanagement uh, and you know so not it, sort see of if you hear, uh,
1: if you hear what Nuri mm-hmm. also has to say about United when he discusses hmm. and he did when uh, he became the boss of you know hotspots he said you know I am not going to a club anymore without having full knowledge of the level of backing that I am going to receive from the board so you know he right. was taken aback towards the fag end of his you new know, statement, United, where Ed Woodward suddenly decides not to uh, back him up. He did exactly that with Louis Van Gaal as well, right? So, Van Gaal had just won on FA Cup and he didn't know he had already hired a replacement. So, you know, there is a lot of uncertainty that exists, which far I, I right. do ex- I do expect Woodward to stick with him a little more, given that he's already, uh, right. you know, a favorite of the fans. Very difficult to dislodge a, a legend of a club the way he handled, hmm. you know, a David Moyes or a Van Gaal or a Mourinho. Can't do that. Right. If you look at all of hmm. the managers that he got at that point of time, hmm. all of them are, I think, past their best. Upbeat Van Gaal, I think he was already done with. Mourinho, I, hmm. I believe he's on a downhill. He cannot adapt to the way the game is played today. Tactically, I right. think he's brilliant, but you know, the game is not played the, in at least England, it's not played the way it used to be played. I want
0: to respond. I want to respond to that. Oh. See, Mourinho, you know his tactics were good for a certain period of time. At a certain period of time, you know? yeah. so uh, between 2003, whatever he did, you you yourself admitted football is not the same. So till about 2010, 12, the football was played more or less the same way, and that is what Mourinho was good at. But you're right; he is not good enough. He does not I generally also think he's not positive enough, he's not, like if you look at the relationship that Klopp has with his players, uh, I mean just recently Lampard accused him or his bench of being, you know, of I think being bullied or something and Klopp said that's the opposite of how we are, you know. Like the way that Klopp has done what he's done is is just incredible. So um, yeah, but
1: I I I still think uh, what Lampard was saying on the bench bullying him, etc., could have been a bit of a reality. Could have been an overstatement. All of that is a possibility. Hmm. Uh, going back to you know the, 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 yeah, going back to just looking at him. Yeah. Going back to the discussion on Mourinho specifically. You know he he still did. Uh, good tactically, at least with United on a couple of matches. I still remember when United uh, beat Chelsea, he had uh, you know Herrera man marking uh, Eden Hazard, and he couldn't practically play. You know, so these things were good. But then uh, we also knew that you know uh, with teams which had a main, which had uh, you know many more expensive players like a City. You couldn't compete like that. You couldn't perhaps behave or you know uh, operate the way uh, at least Mourinho would normally set out. He's done it brilliantly with Barcelona when he was with uh, Inter Milan, right? I still remember that game that he completely shut shop with a 10% possession and they beat Barcelona on the counter attack 1-0 and they were through in the Champions League final and eventually he won. Mm. But yeah. uh, can he do that now? The answer is no because. Clearly, you know, uh, there are too many stars in a football club now as opposed to back then. So, you know, you have too many good footballers coming up with Liverpool. You know, you, you have these uh, great, uh, you know, fullbacks in Robertson and Arnold. I think they are great. Uh, mm. So, you know, you have you know, people playing expansive football from all positions. Like I said in the beginning of our discussion, uh, you know, playing from the back is something which is new. Earlier never used to happen. So, you know, you had a, a John Terry or a Cavalio of people that he had Mourinho with him. Rarely did you see them in the in the half of the opposition, right? So they would be static. Can't operate like that anymore. Mm. I'm I'm still very positive about uh, United. I see some great uh, signings that they've done with Fernandez and the team. Mm. Hopefully, they get right. uh, yeah. Sancho as well. Mm. Uh, and hopefully, uh, no discussions of
0: competing in Champions League, yeah. being a lot nearer next season to the top two. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I want to talk about also, you know, what your measure of success is for next season. So, whether it is being top two or top four, because, uh, well, i come to that. But before that, I want to, uh, you know, quickly... Try to understand how you rate each manager that you uh, that has uh, been with United after Sir Alex. So uh, your options are Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho, Ole. Right? There are four. Yeah. Or have I missed anyone? No, no, just four of
1: them. Yes. Okay.
0: So let's say out of ten. And Giggs teams, as well. I'm I'm also, discounting
1: Giggs because he was just there as a takeover, uh, caretaker
0: that time. Okay. Let me put Giggs there as well. Let's just get a sense of how you feel about him. Mm. Right? So let's say Moyes. Out of ten, if you have to rate him as a manager, what would you rate him?
1: Uh, See, frankly, he did not get enough time at United. Do I rate him as a manager? Uh, I would still give him uh, uh, seven on ten. Uh, not okay. not uh, for a club like United. Difficult to assess because he practically got only eight months. Uh, right. But I, I see what he's doing with West Ham. You know, and he, what he did with West Ham, I think two years back also. Mm. And uh, right. I, I see, you know, the way he sets his team up, he did fantastically well for Everton as well. Slightly unjust, I think uh, the team should have, the management should have perhaps stuck with him, even though I never felt he was the right choice because, you know, with a brand like us, you need a big name, which he never was. Mm. Uh, but mm. still, you know, uh, eight months is too less a time for a, a manager to be assessed. I'd rather assess him on what he did with Everton and what he's doing now with West Ham.
0: But I, are you giving him seven on 10, so just, you know, keep in mind that I still think it's a high score. But do you want to stick with it or do you want
1: to come back to it? No, no. I will. I will stick to it because uh, there are a lot of factors that are that are at least going on my mind with regards to you know the funds that he had at his disposal, right. what he could do. You know, he still signed uh, Mata. He signed Fellaini, and you know there have been people who are still right. with United Fellaini. And last year, so you know, <laughs> he he That's did true. great as far as you know getting the right people in. Just didn't get the time, in my view. We would have always been a Champions League team. Had he stuck on in my view, we would never have had you know seasons out of the Champions League. Is is the way I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. because you had a plan and then you aborted the plan, Correct. so that I think was not fair on yes. you. Achha, so now next, let, let's get on to Van Gaal. Uh, Van Gaal
1: was, I think in my view, a bit of a disappointment. Uh, I think uh, he came in and he was brought in to get success immediately. Uh, right. None of his signings worked, in my opinion. I, he, I think he was the one who got Falcao. He was the one who got uh, Di Maria. Yeah. He was the one who got uh, this guy from P S G. Memphis Depay. You know, none of them are with United anymore. The only, oh, I think the only good signing perhaps he made. I'm not sure whether David Moore signed him or Rangal signed him was Luke Shaw. He seems to be doing better now, uh, and his style of play sucked. You know, he was, he was never looking at uh, you know the team passing the ball ahead of them, he was, they were only playing side to side. I remember United having very high possession, but you know, very little on uh, chances, etc. So the worst I think out of the four that we've had uh, after uh, Ferguson left is Van Gaal. So for me, yeah. uh, a 4 on 10 for him.
0: <laughs> wow. I think if you showed Moyes this comparison, he would be very happy with himself. Yeah, and what's surprising, I'll tell you, and
1: what's surprising, I think if you look yeah. at the win percentage, Van Gaal isn't bad. So, you know, all of them, I think, are yeah. on the same uh, win percentage ranges of around 50, 52, so on and so forth. Ferguson, of course, is the highest, but, you know, all of them are near, nearabouts because we, all of them have inherited good football players. So, you know, they never had consistency, yeah. but, you know, we were always competing, getting 60 points, 65 points, and so on and so forth. G just won the FA Cup, the, which he did. Mm. But yeah, overall a very, very disappointing. Manager for
0: us. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I think also his body language, the way he would just sit there. I think people just did not like that. He just did not seem to yes, be there when United Absolutely. Was the the only thing I remember about
1: him is the is the dummy fall that he took when I think United was playing Arsenal, if I remember correctly, right? So I think it's all over there. It's it's all over the news. It's still in, you know, the advertisements that get rolled out. So that's the only good thing that he perhaps did. But uh, barely, uh, you know, he was the one who sacked Van Persie as well, you know. So Van Persie could have probably, you know, lasted for at least a couple of more years as well. Changed Rooney into a, a, a midfielder. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. just didn't makes sense.
0: Yeah, but okay, so you did not like the fact that there weren't enough theatrics and then you got a guy who has enough theatrics. <laughs> is a Mourinho. Correct. So how would you rate him? Uh, I, I, first before this, uh. you know, you and I keep going back in front with Mourinho. Do you like Mourinho? Do you? I, I don't tell me why. Just tell me. Do you like him? Uh, do you love him, or do you hate him, or do you? I mean, is he okay for uh, you. No, like, I, I certainly don't hate him.
1: Uh, I don't love him either. I, but I do like him. Mm-hmm. I I would want him or his team to do well. A uh, couple of traits that I genuinely like about him is the fact that he's very passionate uh, about what he does. Uh, he's right. he's clearly a, you know a knowledgeable guy in terms of having uh, the understanding of the game. What I don't like about him is how he goes about uh, dealing with the people uh, within the team, right? Be it, uh, I think, Madrid, be it Inter Milan, be it Chelsea, be it United, he's always had his uh, fair share of people uh, within the squad who do not like Mourinho. I still remember, you know, he was the one who got mm. uh, Casillas sacked from Madrid. You know, I, I you know, you, yeah. you can't treat a legend like that. You know, uh, every everybody has uh, their ups and downs. We can agree that Casillas was way past his best, but then, you know, you would expect people to be dealt with appropriately, uh, especially, you know, people who've done what they have for the club.
0: Same thing he did with yeah, Chelsea as know, well, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, like for me, uh, Mourinho is a manager I don't like at all, and it is actually not got to do with him being good or bad at football. I think I don't, I, you know, no one needs my opinion on whether he's good at football. He's one enough, he's big enough. But uh, I think his attitude and the way he carries himself, the way he introduces negativity into his side, that's my opinion. And you know, I kept telling you again and again about this book that I read, which is uh, the dark side of Jose Mourinho. And they actually don't talk about his football tactics; they just talk about. His uh, how he deals with Sudan, uh how he deals with everyone with Ronaldo, he treats a little bit differently because of the stature. So his three years at Madrid and how it changed the landscape of behavior of the training grounds that families could come couldn't come. It just make it made it a uh, slightly lonelier place, according to the book. And that is a point that I make. I think that so you know you uh, so there
1: are these uh, Mourinho mm-hmm. haters as well within the squad, but then there are these people who you know look up to him as God like. So you know, if you had uh, if you had a, a you know Anikka Casillas or a Ronaldo kind of a situation at Madrid, but you also had the others who were really hooting for him. He, you know, he, whatever said and done, he got hundred plus points with Madrid when he won the championship. But uh, clearly, you know, uh, uh, I think they need to be dealt a lot more maturely. So you know, I've I've always uh, heard Ferguson talk about you know I'm not so much of a coach, I'm more of a man manager, right? So which is where I think Mourinho lacked. His knowledge to the game is undeniable, I think. That is what uh, I think we'll agree. And uh, so mm. for me, uh, uh, Mourinho is is probably at par with uh, uh, Moïse or uh, maybe, yep. you know, I'd probably give him 7.5 only because of the yep. fact that, you know, he still got us a couple of championships, right? He won Europa, he won the FA Cup. I'm not even counting the League Cup, but the fact was that he gave uh, ed woodward what he wanted which was you know immediate silverware he realized that you know we'll not make it to the top four so he, he quickly changed his focus to the europa league mm-hmm. didn't win it the way united would normally win but you know clearly uh, it was something which was good for the club at that point of time mm-hmm. not enjoyable as a united mm-hmm. supporter so, but good uh, surely as an outcome
0: right and i i just think that uh, he's become much better because i think the problem was his behavior his, you know, a little bit of his control uh, that that he needed on the club, which was a little bit, in my opinion, authoritative. And I think, to be honest, he's learned. Like literally, the I sent you a screenshot on the group, the one that we have, uh, and in that he was saying that, you know, about uh, different topics. He said. I I don't agree with the logic. I I do I disagree with the execution. And he. I. This is the first time I've ever agreed with him. So I honestly feel that he needed some therapy just to you know <laughs> calm down and not talk to your doctor that way. Uh, and I think he might do that now. He's become more accepting, nicer. I, I think I next next season. I think next season.
1: Next season will. Yeah. Next season uh, will again uh, start to see the real uh, Mourinho because I think he'll he's inherited a, a sports football club which is on a decline in my view. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Clearly, Daniel Levy is not giving him. Yeah, correct. He's not giving him the funds that he needed. He could not hold on to you know Ericsson which I think perhaps was uh, the second best player in the team other than Kane. Yeah. Uh, he could not hold him back. Levy does not seem to be pumping in more money with the situation that we are in. I don't even think that he's going to pump in more. I, I see Kane going as well. I see going Kane uh, probably not next year, year after going to a big club, hopefully United, but. Uh, and then you'll see the Real Mourinho coming in with you know all of his complaints on VAR, all of his complaints on financial fair play and so on and so forth. Yeah. He'll keep doing that. He's already done that a couple of times, yeah, mentioning sure. that United have been on the lucky side as far as VAR is concerned. Mm-hmm. But what he forgets is that you know there was also a VAR penalty which was called off in the match between Tottenham and uh, United. We would have had three points and perhaps sitting with the Champions League spot today not making me any nervous for the match today. <laughs> that, is, that,
0: that is the point, right? So, his behaviour, if things don't go his way, they are very abhorrent. In, but but the thing is, some people like this. Some people like the aggression. They like this. So, it's fine. It's
1: but good to have characters like that in the league, actually. Uh, you know, we have Leeds now getting promoted with Marco Biesla coming in. And, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if uh, you would have heard him or talk talk about... Yeah. yeah. yeah so, he's, he's a fiery character. He's, he's a great character. And you know The game will be a lot more fun It will be very interesting To see Mourinho and him Stand ne- next to each other On the touchline
0: Yeah You know uh, There's a friend of mine um, Here His uh, name is Andrew, And maybe Hopefully I will get him On the podcast as well And we play pool But not this year Last year We played pool um, Every single day And we had a year long competition So He's a big Leeds fan His father is a Leeds fan uh, And he actually goes to uh, The UK Just to watch a couple of matches uh, He's a season ticket holder He's You know So he loves the club And I met him two years back when Leeds could have also made it uh, to the top uh, to, to the Premier League, but they did not. They faltered yeah. last year. Uh, and yeah, they just he lost. Mm. So he's Correct. actually Correct. someone who's seen every game of Bielsa for the last one year. So watch out for that. I that yeah, to to that guy is is very mm. well
1: respected. I was I was listening to uh, uh, one of the podcasts, and I was I mm. was reading somewhere as well. Beelsla is 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 a manager who's loved so much in that area he you know he's seen very often sitting in cafes he interacts with people he you know spends a lot of time with children there as well so you know he's Mm. he's really loved by the entire community over there and plus you know he has his passion i don't think he can speak english you know he generally has a translator with him as well and i've seen couple of interviews of him you know just giving it back to you know the people of the press so it's amazing, I think, and <laughs> he doesn't do it the Mourinho way because Mourinho is more yeah. on the insulting side. Yeah. But I think he's tapered down. Even Mourinho has tapered down a lot. I think yeah. he's, he's started to get nervous as well yeah. now, you know, which is where yeah. he keeps using these excuses for 100 plus goals whenever he, you know, people uh, push yeah. him on, you know, him being a little too defensive. He he throws, you know, the stats uh, from yesteryears, but the reality is he is more defensive-minded than most of the managers that exist in the EPL today. He continues yeah. to be that.
0: I remember the seven-minute, uh, you know, converse, no, the monologue that Mourinho yeah. went on at United. I remember. So, yeah. uh, let me let me. Get, so, you gave seven point five. I'm sorry. You know, we could talk about Mourinho all all day, and yeah, yeah. we will do it again in the following podcast. But for now, let's get on to Giggs and Ole. So, first gigs. How would you rate him?
1: So, uh, I think uh, gigs did okay. Uh, again, you know, he came in as a caretaker manager. I didn't see the. Uh, The tactical, uh, you know, uh, bend that perhaps he could bring in, I didn't see uh, much on what he could have done. The only thing he could do, perhaps in his little time that he did get when uh, once Mourinho was going uh, or Van Mourinho was going, yes, was the fact that uh, he got the club together, right? When you get the legend in, you know, the supporters start supporting you as well, which is what uh, helped. Uh, I think he's going to. I think gigs eventually will come in. And manage the club uh, probably three, four years henceforth. Hmm. Uh, So, can't rate him really, but I would love to see him come in because, you know, again, he comes from the same uh, academy or the same uh, style of play which United is used to and the kind of football that I'd like them to play. So, I'm hoping, you know, Giggs comes in soon. Yeah. Okay.
0: uh, Sorry, what was the score that you gave
1: him? So gigs, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to a 5 actually because okay. difficult to rate too
0: short a time between um,
1: the, the time that he got actually.
0: Okay, uh, so uh, I want to also, so just quickly maybe 3 or 4 questions for me. Uh, so which youngster, which United youngster are you the most excited about?
1: United youngster most excited about. Uh, I would have actually answered uh, mctominy uh, earlier, but I've easily changed my decision post lockdown, which is Mason Greenwood hands down. Hmm. I think uh, he perhaps is is a number nine in making. He could be a number ten as well, but I think clearly the best finisher that United has in terms of uh, you know one touch and shoot. Uh, not too many people in United. Uh, can hit the way they do with both the feet. I think he's one who can do it both with the right and the left foot. He's predominantly a left-sided player but then he can do it from both the feet. Uh, I'm most excited about him. Uh, I, I was reading about him as well recently you know he was on an 800 pound a week salary a wow. couple of months away couple of months ago which was nine months ago. today he's he signed I think he signed a contract of uh, I think for 7500 then 25,000 I think he's going to be on a 50,000 pound a week salary from oh, now on okay. you know that's nice. how he's grown and I think uh, if you would have closely looked at him before lockdown post lockdown he's beefed up as well so you know he's, he's obviously a 19 year old very uh, you know skinny uh, before lockdown he's a lot beefed up now still needs to work on his game but then great a uh, great great ball striker Right. Nice. Yeah. and yeah. this is what even Fernandes was acknowledging Solskjaer says it every single time but when I look at the goals that he scored amazing yeah. I think he's He's a great, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 player
0: that we picked from the academy. Great. Right. Okay. Well, that's uh, probably someone I'll pick a lot more often in my uh, fantasy league uh, team. Uh, so, and, and is this also the most promising player? So, is there another player that, who, probably not a youngster, that you're also very excited about? Is that Fernandez? Who do you think is the key? See, Fernandez
1: again, a little difficult, I'll say. Uh, Fernandez looks very good. Uh, but lately, you know, it could be... Uh, because of the number of games that we are playing. He looks a little tired now. But right. when he came in originally for the first four or five games, we just looked a completely different team. And I think, uh, which is uh, what they say, you know, you, you get a, a world-class player in your team, he automatically picks the rest of the team as well. Right. And, you know, we were playing such expansive football. His passes were accurate. You know, he was making everything move forward and you know you suddenly had uh, Martial also looking the striker that he probably should have when Van Gaal bought him so martial perhaps is in the best form of his life because of you know uh, uh, fernandes coming in uh, any other player that i'm excited about dean henderson uh, henderson for sure uh, he's a future uh, united goalkeeper and with De Gea being uh, i think towards a downward trend in terms of his form i think he's another uh, prospect uh, in the making, as as far as a number one United goalkeeper is concerned. Okay. So great, Van Bissaka is again a favorite, huh? He would have been. A, he's a favorite. I think he's the best one-on-one tackler in uh, EPL today. So you know, well, you might have an Arnold uh, doing, uh, giving great crosses, moving a lot forwards. Van Bissaka very rarely loses a ball. I have frankly never seen him lose a ball when you know positioned one-on-one with a with a midfielder. Great, great signing.
0: Okay, and. Uh so, where do you think? Okay, and be a bit logical about this because there are uh-huh. lots of teams now. But uh-huh. uh, where do you see United finishing in the Premier League next season, realistically? Let's say, let's say you had next to season? Uh, oh. let's say you had to bet, uh, let's say a lakh of rupees, right? And to bet this much money, you have to. Uh,
1: okay, so, uh, okay, so okay so okay. So uh, I will need to assume certain things uh, by doing that, but if I go by the current situation with the current squad of players that we have, I'll say fourth uh, hmm. with you know City, uh, then uh, Liverpool and then Chelsea. Right. Chelsea, I'm again rating ahead of Liverpool because of the f- signings that they've already done. So you know they've got a lot of people from the Academy in the current season. Uh, but they've already signed a lot of seasoned players and there's one more that most likely they'll sign if they do then you know you have international crop of players coming in which will obviously help the academy players as well so i see chelsea doing really well uh, hmm. hopefully united are able to sign the players that they are wanting to sign if they do then i might shift united back to 3 but uh, if, if the current squad of players remain the way they are, then I think uh, United is up for fourth. Chelsea, given that they've strengthened already in the, in the number of players that they've got.
0: Okay, so the, the next thing that we're going to do is uh, we're going to look at all the uh, teams that are there and I'm going to just say out the name of a team and then you have only one word to describe that team. So mm-hmm. <laughs> take a bit of time because uh, it's, it's probably a bit hard. Uh, but uh, let me first bring up the table. So how do I get the table? Uh, yeah, here we go. And yeah So I'm gonna start uh, And then I'm gonna just say the name And you say anything Maybe one or two words However you okay. s- Briefly okay. describe soon, But no sentences okay? <laughs> okay 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 Liverpool Liverpool uh, settled Okay uh, Manchester City Pretty mm. Manchester United Confused Chelsea Uh
1: Childish. Leicester <laughs> okay. City. Oh. Ahead of their time.
0: Okay. that was a good one, yeah. Uh Wolves uh, tactically astute. Okay. okay. Or would you say they are fighters or ta- tactically astute? Uh
1: tactically astute. Fighters, yeah. Fighters would do better, I think. Yes, okay.
0: you're right. Okay. okay. Talking of Hotspur.
1: All over the place.
0: <laughs> Sheffield United. Uh,
1: stubborn. Yeah. Burnley. Burnley. Um solid. Correct. I'm hoping they give me a, I hope, I'm hoping they give me a clean sheet in the FPL today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Arsenal, the next one is the most important one, Arsenal.
1: Arsenal is uh, up and down. Uh, true. Uh, Everton turn is lost. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. Southampton? On the up. Newcastle? Uh,
1: can I, I, I use a couple of words? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you belong in the bottom half. <laughs> True. Kirsten <laughs> uh, Hold on to your best players.
0: Hmm. West Ham United?
1: Uh, fighting for relegation next year.
0: <laughs> and uh, Brighton and Hove uh, Albion uh,
1: championship bound.
0: <laughs> Aston Villa
1: Sel Grealish.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm I'm not going to go for the last three clubs because I think uh, yeah they're not going to make it <laughs> probably not going to be there. It. So it's fine for now. Uh, Anuj, I yeah I think um, I've asked you a lot of questions and uh, I think it's best if we leave it there for this version and then I'd like to have you back probably in a couple of weeks or longer. I really want to also see because I think we have the match today and that will decide a lot on how United will strategize or how they will proceed. So that will be one interesting thing to talk about maybe two weeks, three weeks from now. The other one is I would really like to talk in detail about Pogba, you know, what you think uh, is going to go with him and probably I can think of more things, but I think there's Lots of topics. There's no end to this. So
1: yeah, but thank you so much. Yeah. Just just one one comment before the game today. Hmm. I'm a little bit of nervous. I, I'm a little nervous actually. I think United will still make it. Uh, I'm hoping they get uh, the first goal, and if they do, they must get one more. If they don't, then you know I'll be all nervous because then they'll you know try and hold and go even settle for a draw. So. Uh, we'll talk obviously in a couple of weeks, uh, you know, and hopefully mm-hmm. United would be in the Champions League, perhaps even in the Europa final, with a couple of signings already under their belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was great talking to you, Mike. Uh, but really had a good time.
0: Sorry, sorry, I have to respond to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, because we did not talk about this this final uh, game. Yeah, yes. I honestly my opinion is lesser is better, and the problem is that lesser have less to lose than you. Okay and I'm not saying They are better Because they are A better football club I'm saying At the moment In terms of You know Their momentum What they have achieved This season uh, You know How positive they are Because even if They actually don't make it It's not the worst thing For them Europa is not a bad thing For them either In my opinion I think they have Less pressure They are less afraid, uh, they are going to really give you probably the hardest game uh, in terms of the dog fight, in terms of anything. It's going to be super hard for you. However, say so I'll tell you,
1: I So, so I, 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 have, I have to respond to this.
0: Okay,
1: okay. I think it would have been a little different had United uh, been forced to win, to qualify for the Champions League. Hmm. Uh, Guardiola, Klopp, everybody has acknowledged that United is a fantastic counter-attacking team, which is where you know they've made maximum points against the top six. If you look at the table, I think they've perhaps done the best amongst all, barring Liverpool, on the number of points they've made of the top six. Uh, given that Leicester needs to win, I'm expecting there will be some open spaces that will be available for United to go ahead and exploit. Right. That being the case, I, I see United pulling through easily uh, today. Uh, Otherwise, undoubtedly, I think uh, Leicester is a good team. They are on the up. But uh, United to pull through today and be in the Champions League ahead of Chelsea at position number three is my pick.
0: I think today, your chances of you winning is like 60 it's, I think it's in your favour. And I honestly think that United will probably say today that okay we are a big club we need to act like this we need to win a game against Leicester let's do it and you probably will do it I think it's going to be very narrow uh, but I think you will do it but uh, there is a high chance that it's a very competitive game and that I would say honestly there's a 40% chance Leicester wins so that's not insignificant and that's not to say you know, United is uh, not better but um, uh, it's it's not an easy situation to be in it's, it's a very tough match in my opinion yeah, it's it's a it's a tough game, uh, but I
1: think again, you know, we've done better against the tougher opponents as opposed to the opponents we should have rolled over. <clears throat> so hopefully, I think it helps. It would have helped if we would have been playing at Old Trafford, but uh, I think some bit of uh, leeway I think we are anyways getting with the fans not being there. So it's it's going to be uh, as good as perhaps not playing in Old Trafford but playing in a neutral venue, same as Wembley. So I think that advantage from Leicester goes away. Hopefully, you know, uh, they come out attacking. They give some spaces and then we can hit them on the counter-attack i think that is what Solskjaer will probably set up his team at team is already i think decided he's definitely going with the same 11 hopefully they'll hold up because there are too many games that we played if you're not tired if people are in shape i think we'll come away as winners for this for sure
0: okay well all the best to you and i'm really looking forward to watching the game tonight uh so all the best and uh sorry I cut you off and you you were saying goodbye so I let you do that and yeah so it was, it was it was really
1: nice man talking to you on a podcast uh, and I think we, we wanted this to happen I think I don't know how many years back uh, it feels uh, it feels good to be able to do that and let's do this a little more often uh, probably you know stretch it uh, once in two weeks perhaps I'm up for it Yeah. we'll be but the only challenge is going to be I'll be discussing Champions League whereas you perhaps <laughs> might be discussing nothing <laughs>
0: That is actually, and that's why I, I'm not talking about asking at all because we have the rebuttal available to you at the moment. But there is also a possibility that both of us are in the same <laughs> everybody and then we have much more in common. So yeah, I, I, I actually know. hope that we have much more in common and that you <laughs> come with us to the So. thanks very much to Anush for coming on. Uh, I I think we had a great conversation. Uh, And if you'd like to listen to more, subscribe to the podcast on a player of your choosing. Uh, And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you and bye-bye.